guys, welcome back to Seeing 2020. Before we get started, don't forget to follow or subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode and follow us on Instagram at seeing underscore 2020. We're so happy to have you here. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Seeing 2020. I'm Alex. I'm Nicolette and this episode we're going to be talking about rejected. Rejected. Yeah, you just got re- Do you know that? from? I feel like I remember that from like year five. Yeah, years ago. It was from Bring It On. Oh, I haven't it seen it. Cheer. Yeah, so we're talking about rejection. We're talking about rejection. Yeah. All things rejection. So just to like preface, I think usually when we think rejected is kind of a loaded word so usually when you think of rejection it's like ah yes romantic rejection (laughs) or like dating rejection but this episode like champagne problems a man down on his knees oh that's like being like "Mm -mm." ultimate rejection right there that song hurts me in a different kind of way um to just like her usual taylor swift's usual breakup songs Mm. um but there are lots of different types of rejection and lots of ways to cope with it and deal with it and react to it. And we're going to go through a couple of them today. So don't worry if you're dealing with multiple types of rejection in your life, we've got you covered. <laughs> we've got you covered. Um, so I guess aside from the obvious like romantic rejection, um, we're like both like nearing the end of our degrees, mm-hmm. probably going to be slash are already facing some like job rejection career rejection interview yeah. rejection etc mm. et i um i recently had a job rejection boo, boo. but it happened and again like you kind of have to i like guys first of all before we jump any further it's such a normal part of life mm. but it sucks so bad when it happens yeah yeah and there's this feeling of like overwhelming this is it whatever it is right now that's it (laughs) this is how life is rather than is right now and will change yes um but yeah i recently had a job rejection which was not fun Mm. um but they ended up they cut the whole position altogether but it still didn't feel good and i think i like i still blamed myself in a lot of ways i still wondered well what could i have done better and what did i do wrong and Mm. um it turns out not very much because i did get a call and they Mm. were like no you actually did great um which was, again, very reaffirming to hear, but I probably, I think if anything, it just highlighted to me, I probably should have had a little bit more self-trust and faith. Mm. Maybe, yeah. It's funny, isn't it? Because I think sometimes if you're rejected from something, you know, there is a great opportunity to, like, learn and grow and maybe maybe you did do something wrong sometimes. Mm. But I think we're, we're not conditioned to think, oh, maybe it just wasn't a good match you know like maybe maybe you're perfect and that job is also perfect for somebody else but you as amazing as you are like I'm not talking about you I'm talking about as amazing as one (laughs) is um they're not like necessarily the best person for that job but they're the best person for another job and Mm -hmm. I think same goes with relationships like often like if you even in the early stages of dating, if you're rejected or if you ask someone out and you're rejected or even if you're dumped and it's like a bigger, more painful rejection, like, you know, the the default, I think especially for women, although I'm sure for men as well, mm. but I think the default is to go, oh, what's wrong with me? What did I do? What could I have done differently? Mm. And like, 
the answer is maybe, yeah, maybe there's something that you can take away from it. Maybe there's some lessons, maybe there's some growth, but like probably it just wasn't right. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I think as well, the other thing, once you've asked the question of what could I have done better, what did I do wrong? Whether you come up with an answer or not is beside the point. Cause the next question series is what am I going to do now and how am I going to fix it and how am I going to do better or how am I going to get out of this? Well, because... how, how do I get it back? Yeah. 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 Because I remember, um, this would have been like, oh Jesus, like two years ago now, two and a half actually. Um, I basically did like my first interview in a corporate space and it was just for an internship, mm. um, as part of an internship unit for my media degree. And I went to this particular company and it was the first interview I've ever done. So scary. And I just... I went in heels. First of all, that was a mistake. <laughs> I was bleeding at the back of my heels after that because oh, no. I had to walk all the way from like Central Station to this particular um, office and it was just the longest walk and I got in and I was just so flustered. I left my phone in there after the interview and had to knock back on the door and be like, I forgot my phone. Mm. Um, and I obviously did not get the gig, but I remember I was standing on the sidewalk of probably sitting is a better word and like band-aiding my heels and I was just like I am never going to act like something I'm not again in an interview Mm. which like that was my takeaway lesson from that rejection I guess because I knew on the spot I wasn't getting it um whereas when I went for a job Jesus a year and a half after that Mm. I interviewed and I got the job on the spot yeah which is like such a stark difference but I went just with sneakers and a nice jacket and um, said what I was capable of. And I feel like a lot of people like to bullshit and lie and, and, and they pump themselves up in interviews as well because mm. of the fear of rejection. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people bite into that, which is not great. Um, but it was kind of good because I remember I was telling somebody in the last week, basically, yeah, look, I, I got rejected. And um, this person said to me, oh, well, you probably should have lied. Like everyone lies. There's no point in denying that and you should have played the game better. Mm. And yet when I got the call back after I asked for feedback, they said um, like one of the greatest things that you did in your interview was that you said things very clearly and you had a, like a vision of what you were capable of and mm. you, you, you laid it out very, mm. very with, with a lot of clarity. Yeah. And there wasn't a, a lie there. Obviously they could detect bullshit. Mm. Um, but I think going into something with a fear of rejection is probably a recipe for rejection in and of itself. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Mm. Also, on the note of like fear of rejection, mm. it's so interesting to think about how afraid we are of it because we are like we have this real mm-hmm. deep, deep, deep fear of being rejected. And I think it's interesting. I was reading something about like the evolutionary basis for that which it's not that complicated but it makes a lot of sense like mm. right like we we were pack animals social beings and mm. social beings pack animals and like social rejection was a death sentence yeah. and so i think that like that's why like beyond just the pain of like obviously it's painful like people not liking you like it makes sense to be sad like makes sense to be sad that you didn't get a job you wanted makes sense to be sad that someone you like doesn't like you back in that way like all those things make sense but I think that it goes the pain of it and the fear of it goes deeper than that it like really 
it feels like this huge threat to our sense of safety yeah in the world mm. um and i think that's so interesting even though we rationally know that it's not and yeah. then yeah when i was thinking about this before the episode as well i was thinking about that that fear of rejection and how kind of physical it feels and how deep it goes but then I was thinking it applies even with like tiny little things like you know when you reach out to someone for like like an affirmation of some kind and they they reject your request for that affirmation or Mm. or they they shut you down like like you know I feel like if you're seeking a compliment or something you say to a friend like do you like this dress or whatever and I feel like most of the time your friends will be like, yeah, I like the dress, but occasionally they'll be like, no, I don't like it. And you're like, oh, I really thought you were going to say yes. And now I feel so rejected and sad Mm -hmm. and get like really disproportionately upset, even though I chose to ask the question. I don't know. Mm. Funny. I have this thing. Can I, this is going to be weird. Are you ready? I'm ready. Um, Where the clothing that I wear on particular occasions Obviously, if I have a deep emotional situation mm. happen, I will have that emotional tie to that clothing mm. or piece of jewelry. Mm. So, if I was rejected in a particular top, mm. that is like the rejection top. Do you keep it? I have kept it. What I've tried to do um, in the past, like, no, that's the wrong way of saying it. What I've eventually figured out I should be doing was wearing it enough so that it's not the top because it wasn't the top that got rejected it Mm. was me (laughs) like it just happened in that top and it's not like if I wear that top or pants or whatever it's gonna happen again no it's not cursed yeah but I have that same thing with um like exams and stuff where if I wore a particular necklace or a particular ring in an exam in high school and I did well, I was like, oh, I have to wear this all the time now. Yeah. So that I don't get, you know, a fail or rejection from yeah. that. Interesting. But yeah, I've stopped, I've stopped doing that. And life's still okay and rejection still happens and success still happens. So mm. I think I've broken the cycle. But that used to be a That's thing. good. Yeah. Um, on the, like, the, the kind of just inherent pain of being rejected, I was thinking about this as well. Um, Because we're going to talk a bit later in this episode about being the rejector as opposed to the (laughs) rejectee, rejected. All painful, Um, all painful situations. All all painful. No one likes to do it. But, um, you know, I was thinking about times that I've been on a first date Mm. and it it just pretty clearly hasn't gone that well, you know, or or it's been fine, but, you you know, the vibes are rough, you don't click, whatever. Um, and I've thought, oh, I don't want to go on a second date with this person, right? Like, it was a, yeah. a pleasant hour, a pleasant couple of hours. Let's leave it there, draw a line under it. If they ask me to go on a second date with them, I'm going to reject them and I'm going to say no. Mm. I still got really upset when they didn't call. Oh, Which is uh-huh. so silly. Yeah. It's so silly because uh-huh. I didn't – I wasn't looking forward to, to rejecting them. I thought I'd, it's, it's not a nice thing to hurt someone's feelings. Mm. Um, but I really wanted them to want to go on a second date with me, even though I didn't want to. So you wanted to be wanted. I wanted to be wanted, mm. and I didn't want to be rejected. And it's interesting that even, even in in the context of not not wanting something to actually happen, mm. the rejection in and of itself hurts. It stings. Yeah. Yeah. I've I had a similar thing. I've I've. Oh, this would have been like a couple of years ago now, but. 
I had a, like, you know, was approached in a club or bar or whatever. Yeah. And, like, plenty of friends have had this happen as well, where you just kind of, like, are asked for your number or Instagram or whatever it mm. is. And you're like, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, when you don't get the call, you're kind of like, mate, why did I bother? Not that I wanted to go on the date with you anyway. <laughs> Which is but such like, a backwards mentality. Why? But, but, but it's that question, you're like, why, why didn't he choose to call me? And why do I feel like this is so detrimental and or like so significant yeah. yeah super funny also it happens with friendships that's true because yeah. then, you know you know you know the friendship situation where it's like yeah we'll catch up soon for coffee oh my god we should catch up soon and then you actually when you're the person that genuinely means it and the other person doesn't and then it never happens and it's like mm, and you're like okay yeah, here we are this like, is fun where's my call it's not coming that's yeah cool. and being like okay that person actually doesn't want to spend their finite emotional resources on me Mm. um and like that should be okay you know like we've all got limited capacity and whatever and that just frees you up to to take that energy elsewhere Mm. but like yeah we we still we don't we don't like it we really don't like it i think the thing that is like the most difficult and probably the most long-term detrimental effect of rejection is the regret that you end up associating with it if you let it get too far down the track so like what I mean is you get rejected or you reject someone and then you feel like an opportunity has been missed or that that person has missed an opportunity Mm. with you and if only it had been different and if only you had said something like this and you cling on to that kind of hope that maybe there'll be a second chance or maybe um if they asked again or if you asked that there would be a different outcome yeah and like yeah that's unhealthy and it's interesting as well because it's so easy to look back to like things several years ago Mm -hmm. to times you were rejected and to see it as a good thing now yeah in hindsight like at the time mm -mm. yeah exactly and and even now I'm saying that and I know like you and I've had conversations in the last 24 hours about you know more recent things that are really upsetting me but like like you know I like so I got I got rejected by a guy um pretty soon before the like first like really big beautiful relationship I had right Mm. and like at the time the actual getting rejected really hurt but I can now see that that was such a blessing because had that not happened I wouldn't have had this beautiful relationship that I Mm. that I got to experience and then and then it's funny because now that that beautiful relationship is over I'm finding it so hard (laughs) to I'm in the thick of it in the thick of the rejection and it's really hard to view that as a blessing and even though the really logical part of my brain is like but you know you can you can see that that's the pattern and that's what happens and that's what I'd be telling my friends but in the thick of it you can't see that you're just it's just pain and, and, and rejection and emotion but yeah. um i guess i guess that's something to look forward mm. to maybe yeah yeah the hope if you are in the thick of rejection there there is hope keep the faith that it will you will get to the stage where you're like actually that was not rejection but redirection Oh, I like that. It's such a com. I was like, am Is I a basic bitch say? for saying that? That's I've never even heard that. Say. I've yeah. never heard it. I love it. I'm like writing it on my mirror. Okay, done. It's the best. There you go. Uh, but like, like, not rejection, but redirection. Yeah. Oh, I fucking love it. I know it's so good. But 
literally around that time that you were going through that kind of first, it wasn't first, but like that situation with the guy before your first relationship, Mm. I was on like a two week lag behind you and the same thing happened two weeks after that to me. And so it was good to have your perspective as someone who had almost been to the future yeah. And you were like, it's going to be fine. I'm two weeks. I'm, I'm okay. I'm getting there. And I was where you were two weeks before being like, this is so hard. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just going to be alone. You know, like it was, it was nice to have someone else, which is why it's always good to have like that big brother, big sister, parent figure in your life or not figure, but actual person or like but friend who has had a similar situation happen where you can talk to him and not feel like you're crazy. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think, I think that's, in my breakup that's the thing that's helped me the most is just hearing people's stories and hearing people's stories of the rejection they experienced the pain that they experienced and where they are now mm. and even like yeah real people but even like podcast episodes about it like I've been listening to a lot of love etc with like the shameless people and mm. um like all their breakup episodes and stuff and just hearing it and being like okay like if all of these people felt like their world was ending and now they're like no that was what had to happen I can't be so special that I'm the outlier. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, like, cause it's so easy to be like, Oh, but that's everyone else. But for me, I'm going to die alone now. Yeah. And then I have to check myself and be like, hang on. Mm-hmm. What makes you think you're so different? And like, special. I'm just a person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like my heartbreak is just a heartbreak. I mean, not to simplify it, not to, but it, but it, it kind of helps because it's so painful and so huge and so all-consuming but Mm. I think sometimes you've just got to be like you know what people go through this every day yeah um I read last year when I was trying to get back into my my reading swing of things because I just cannot with the books right now I'm trying to get into a good habit Mm. and the first book I read um was Mark Manson's The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck which is right up there (laughs) on my shelf right there we're looking at it um and it's like 200 pages, pretty big font. If you're looking to get back into reading, it's such an easy read. And the way it's written is so easy to consume as well. Yeah. But basically what um, he says is very similar to what you've just said, where he says, you are not special. You are not. Ooh. Which is like a jarring thing to hear. But also... I kind of love it though. Yeah, because yeah. I'm going to go like... I'm going to draw from like personal things that have been said to me um my my boyfriend is is very good at doing that he he's like whenever I'm going through a tough time he's like this situation isn't unique to you mm-hmm. and sometimes that's really hard to hear but other times it's really great because it's like someone else has gone through this someone mm-hmm. else has probably done it harder as well and the other thing is that we like to compare ourselves to people who are doing better we like to compare ourselves to Beyonce why aren't I like Beyonce yet? Why don't I have a bestseller? Why don't I have my own concert? Why don't I have a big mansion? Why don't I have this? I'm not doing well in life. When in fact, I guarantee you, if you're listening to this podcast, this is so Gary B of me right now, by the way, I'm sorry I'm ranting, but like, if you are listening to this podcast, by default, you are one of the most privileged, well-off, probably well-educated people on the planet. Mm. And this situation, whatever it is you're in, not to belittle it, is something you can get through. Yeah. And you will. And it's not a unique situation to you. And just because 
you haven't found the solution yet, whatever yours ends up being, doesn't mean you won't. And if you can look around you and you can look at your friends and you can see that them not getting that job or them not getting the the luck that they hope for in that relationship or with that guy or that girl, like, and you can still look at them and be like, oh, but they're just killing it. Like, this is just part of their journey. Mm. <laughs> Give yourself that credit too. Yeah. You know? I think the thing is that rejection is isolating. Yeah. And yet right now, like airing these experiences with each other and with other friends, it's an experience that ends up bringing you together in the isolation because you're like, oh, okay, cool. Everyone else is doing this too. And it is like, it's so easy for me to look at you and be like, she's killing it. She's doing so well at this. Like Mm. she's acing life right now. And for like me to be really hard on myself. And then it's the other way around. Like you flip it. You flip it. Mm. It's so much easier to be your own biggest critic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about the act of rejecting mm. someone else. Um, probably, I don't know, I, I guess neither of us have been in a position of like rejecting somebody for a job. Um, uh, I'm not that qualified like, yet. <laughs> you know, rejecting, rejecting friends, rejecting boys. Um, it's a really, really hard thing to do. Um, but I think it's a really important skill to learn because just as much as we've just saying been saying that rejection is so painful, mm. um, I think like objectively we we've also kind of been hinting at the fact that it, it can be a blessing, yeah. As well, like like the redirection kind of it 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 gives you mm. it gives you an answer. It yeah. gives you an answer, and then it gives you the power to choose what to do with it, right? And I think that like we did this whole episode in um season one about gaslighting and ghosting Mm. which um if you're interested you should definitely check out but um we kind of came to the conclusion that like you know gaslighting and ghosting are just such cowardly things to do and such unkind things to do because you deny that person the opportunity to have their answer to process it Mm. and then to take their next step in whatever direction they choose to go in yeah um so yeah I think we should all just do more rejecting. Saying no is a big thing. And also be rejected more and be like, woohoo, I got rejected. Yay. Yeah, maybe celebrate rejection. That's a good way to get used to it almost. It's not not easy. I say this like oh, it's no. easy. But I think that if, if there's a way to like flip it to be like, mm. oh, like, thank you so much for rejecting me. Now I know where I stand and I'm going to go and I'm going to cry a little bit and then I'm going to pick myself up and keep going. Yeah, because like the thing that hurts you've nailed it the thing that hurts more than being rejected or rejecting is to not know where you stand at all exactly that's which is where both of us have been oh it's a limbo it's not good it's not good it's no. it's it's horrible yeah yeah also i've actually last year okay i applied for an internship last year just in the middle of the year and i got it and it would have been a great gig but they ended up wanting too much time. It was right around COVID when everything was still going on and I, they wanted me to come into the office and I was like, I, I can't because I'm in contact with family and that's going to put people at risk and I'm not feeling comfortable enough to do that and public transport and just no, not happening. And I had to reject that. And yeah. I felt sad about that because yeah. it was, it's always like when it's something you wanted or think you wanted going back to like the, the wanting to be wanted situation. Um, but yeah, that having, I think having the ability to reject things that come up that you know aren't right for you. Even if you wanted it. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a toss up because I think it's the uncertainty of the outcome where you're like, but what if it's the wrong decision? 
and what if yeah what if it's the wrong decision what if I'm wrong and nothing better comes along you know Mm. um but then I've heard it said that opportunity is like a bus and another one will come along mm. and you just have to you know pick your one and jump on yeah but and then you can jump off it again you can get on it and be like oh i don't actually want to be on this bus yeah. i'm gonna get off mm. and hop on a different bus mm. that said though the science behind rejection as well we looked it up before this podcast because, you know, we, we like having sources and, and hard facts to give you. But um, studies using MRI, MRI, I can't say that every time. Studies using MRI brain scans show that some areas of the brain are activated by physical pain. Um, but those same areas are also activated with emotional pain or rejection. And when you relive emotional pain or rejection, it's actually more unpleasant than reliving physical pain, which I thought was interesting. I do think that's really interesting and it's funny I remember someone saying this about childbirth they were like I don't think if you actually could physically recall the pain that you're in when you give birth to a child she was like I don't think anyone would ever do it again no right (laughs) and that's the thing we know it was painful but like I can't actually remember the times when I've really physically hurt myself I remember being in pain but I don't the feeling doesn't come back into my body when I think about it Mm. but when I think about serious emotional pain that I've been in I start crying oh you know like you fully you're just back in it yeah so that makes sense to me transportive yeah no I agree um what about self-rejection or rejection of particular values or parts of yourself or not external things because that's a weird one it's hard to to pinpoint I think, yeah, I, I want to hear a bit more about exactly what you mean. Mm. But I think it's interesting. I think we're always making choices about which parts of ourselves we nourish and which parts of ourselves we grow. And I think there's a difference between mm. that and rejecting part of ourselves. Yes, I agree. And I would err on the side of mm. being like, okay, these are all the parts of me. I'm going to accept all of them, but I'm going to choose to to water these parts yes but i think that people go through that experience of rejecting part of themselves if only i could be this you know what i'll change this part of yes myself. yes or um someone doesn't like something and you go you know what fine then um whether it's conscious or subconscious like unconscious jesus i've modeled that one um but either or mm. you kind of have this moment of okay well i'm gonna change that part of myself yeah um it's it's an interesting it's an interesting experience I would, it's not fun but I think it's hard as well when like certain parts of you get rejected by people that you do really care about or who care about you or by people that don't want to reject you like I think that's um, that's a really difficult situation to be in when somebody's like I love you I just want you to change this thing it's so like it's really common in, and... in emotionally manipulative relationships mm. and it's hard to see sometimes because it's coded in the love yeah which is why you do need such a strong self-awareness and self-perception yeah um which is something that you can only really get over time and it's that's a habit as well yes like and talking about habits like rejecting certain thoughts mm. that you have because i think we all have thoughts we're not proud of no, yeah. All the time, and maybe that's because of certain values that like society has instilled in us that we don't actually agree with at our core. Mm. But like 
you know, I found myself having a thought and being like, I hate that I had that thought. Like, I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to keep having that thought. And like, I think in those cases you have to like actively be like, no, I'm rejecting that from my brain. Uh -uh, We're replacing it with this new thought. Yeah. The replacing part I think is difficult. Like that takes a lot of time. But again, I've heard that, um, the first thought that pops into your head is the one society has conditioned you to believe. And Mm. the second thought is yours. But again, flipping the second thought so that it becomes your first Mm. and initial thought is a very, I think, difficult thing to do, but it it would be far better to, you know, to endeavor to do that than to just believe the first one. Definitely. Or even if you, it is your own thought, but you can recognize that it's not a healthy one, Mm. you know, like it's, I mean, there's so much CBT, like, you know, so many psychologists doing work in this area, but like, Mm. you know, sometimes you have thoughts that your brain has taught you to have because Mm. they like they served you at some point like I don't know I've I've definitely got that I've got patterns of thinking that that served me really well for a long time and they don't serve me anymore Mm. and and they're really acting to my detriment and I have to like every time it's so natural for it to come up and I have to be like "Uh uh-uh Alice Mm. we don't think like that anymore yeah you don't you don't know that thought's not true anymore Mm. you know well even um let's just jump to uni and school for a second Mm. Studying in school is a very different kettle of fish to studying in uni. Mm. And um, this YouTuber, who I'm sure I mentioned at some point, um, Ali Abdal, I think his name is. He's like a productivity guru studying Mm. medicine. Um, He has said that um, he had to basically relearn how to study Mm. when he got to uni because it was just like, he was getting all of uh, like lower grades than what he had been. He was succeeding mm-hmm. so well and, and had these particular thought patterns and mm-hmm. patterns of study and patterns of like a lifestyle mm-hmm. that he had cultivated over, you know, anywhere from six years, if it's just high school to 13 years mm-hmm. and relearning and rewiring is, I guess a healthier way of phrasing a rejection when it mm-hmm. no longer serves you. Um, but I think when it comes to, like, rejecting parts of yourself, it's far, far healthier to be accepting of the parts that even maybe you don't like. Because mm. they're going to be there. I guarantee you there are parts of yourself you're not the biggest fan of. And trying to, like, weed them out, not going to be... It's not going to end well. Try, trying to, like... I don't. How, how do you fix that, though? Do you fix it? I, well, I think you have to start with acceptance of those things. Like, kind of before you can reject them, I think you have to accept and kind of kind of love them. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I think you... You know, when you... When you fall in love with somebody else, right? You fall in love with them even... And not in spite of the things that you don't like about them or the, the, the traits they have that you don't love or whatever it is. Like, it's, it's not even in spite of those things, but it's not because of them. You just love the whole person. Mm you know and like I really don't like it when people are like oh like in spite of because it's not it's not either it's not that and it's not you don't love somebody because of their flaws but you just love them yeah and you love all of it you Mm. know and I think that we need to do that with ourselves a little bit Mm. like love yourself with those thoughts being part of you Mm. and then go go from Mm. there in terms of growing and yeah and maybe rejecting the things that you don't think are great for you, but doing it from that place of love and acceptance. Mm. There's 
this um again Anna Akana released a video this week on cancel culture and so basically I guess to tie this to rejection cancel culture is when the internet goes mm-hmm. crazy and cancels someone rejects a celebrity a, an insta famous person what have you an influencer um and basically drags them so terribly that it feels like there's no return it's a public shaming um and she was explaining all the reasons why that's the wrong way to go about things Mm. um and then she quoted a particular person whose name i forget um but this person says um that her friend was part of um, a hate group growing up and it was because he came from a family that didn't give him a lot of love, did not let him be who he wanted to be, and he finally had found this place that he could belong in mm-hmm. and was accepted by. That guy, had he been cancelled, would not have gone on to do what he's doing today, which is getting people out of hate groups mm-hmm. because he obviously at some point had that change. And I'm not saying that being part of a hate group is great. Do not do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the cancel culture part of it and the rejection part of it by society as a whole, which comes back to the whole we're social beings and Mm. being rejected is such a terrible experience that you'll kind of latch onto anything that Mm. will give you love. It's, it's your basic, you know, good guy turns into a villain situation. Mm. Um, but I, yeah, I think that that rejection, um, of a person or of parts of yourself that you don't like doesn't really give people the opportunity to change. No. Um, and cancel culture certainly doesn't do that either. No. There has to be a level of accountability, of course, but there has to be a level of, I don't know, ability for people to change. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like space for it. Leeway, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's leave it there. Um, this was an interesting episode. This mm. went different ways. I didn't expect it to go. Yeah, same. Same. Really interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if any of you are going through rejection, hang in there and hold on to that faith that you know it is it is just part of your journey and your journey is taking you somewhere really great mm. and it doesn't make you a bad person it doesn't make you a good person it just makes you a person mm-hmm. and you'll get through it and it'll be great it will be if yeah. it's not now it will be mm. Mm. for sure all right see you guys bye